0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Art Money Success Podcast. I'm your host, Maria Brophy, and today we are again talking about money. This is day four of five days with my guest, holistic financial coach, coach, (laughs) Beth Dana, and I'm going to bring her on in just a second. Today's topic is how to handle money, when it starts coming in. And of course, as a entrepreneur, business owner, and most of my listeners are either full time entrepreneurs or just getting started entrepreneurs with their art business or their creative business, this is going to be a really good topic for you to listen to today. And um, just so you all know, we are doing this podcast live. And so if you're with us live, leave comments and questions um, in the comment. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, I'm gonna bring on Beth Dana, who is joining us from the jungle in Costa Rica. Welcome Beth, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here again. Wi-Fi gods, be good to us today. <laughs> yes, please. Yes. And if you hear if Beth's voice goes out for a few seconds, it's just the jungle. So, you know, just be patient with us. Okay, so Beth, of course, all the questions that I always have for you have to do with uh, things that I really want answers to. And um, so today's topic, how to handle money. What I want to know is when money starts coming in, whether it's just a tiny bit of money or it's a lot of money, how do you best handle that money coming in How do you make the best choices? How do you not squander it away? And uh, so that's what I want to pick your brain with today. Any thoughts or wisdom you can share with us on that topic?
1: Yes, 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 yes. So the first thing is uh, really getting into the habit and routine of setting a budget. We talked about this yesterday. We've talked about it a few times. but really the importance of a budget and a budget formula. So there is a formula to a budget. So as money is coming in, where is it going? Again, money wants a job. Where is it being allocated to? So a formula that um, I've learned by being in the industry and something that I've recommended to my clients is the 10, 20, 30, 40 rule. So 10 percent as incomes coming in, you just sold art at your most fabulous uh, art show. And what are you going to do with it? Well, right off the bat, you're going to put 10% towards donating or tithing. Because as we're giving, mm-hmm. we're receiving, okay. right? So okay. pick an organization of your choice or what have you. Um, like Maria does, she do- donates anonymously by paying somebody's food tab, which I think is fantastic. Do that. You and know? it's fun, you're, too. You're paying fun. Yes. Yes, have fun with giving. And then second is the 20%, which is paying yourself first. Because what's typically happening is we're paying everything else, all our living expenses, rent and mortgage, and then there's little nothing left for us after that point. So getting into the habit of giving, donating, tithing, then paying ourselves first, and that's the 20%. So the 20% then gets allocated to your short term, which is Either paying off debts or saving for your emergency fund or your safety fund and then you're also putting towards your medium and then your long-term goal which is your okay wait our, a
0: minute. you you're uh, your, the, the jungle Wi-Fi made you freeze for a second so okay. you said 20% pay your pay yourself first You're going to put that 20% towards the following items, short-term savings. Short-term savings. Debt repay.
1: And And or debt repay. Mm -hmm. And then what else? And then your midterm. So that might be saving for trouble, maybe saving for a a new business venture. Maybe it's saving for a home or a car. Okay. And then your long-term which is your long-term. So your, your quote-unquote retirement, the money that you're gonna need for to create financial freedom for yourself, uh, put towards that. So that is uh, the money allocations that we'll speak about uh, today a little bit more in depth. And then the 30% is your living expenses. So food, gas, utilities, dining out, all those things you love. And then uh, the, the last 40 is your rent or mortgage. Mm. So that's so first get in the habit of knowing how to allocate your money when it does come in, have a have a place for it.
0: Okay, that is great. You know what? I love this formula. Formulas make sense to me, even though I'm I, I like, you know, I always say I'm not really a numbers person, but as a business owner, I've had to learn how to be better with numbers and um, when someone lays out a formula for me, I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can follow steps. You tell me what to do, and if I do, you know, and if I do it, and I'm going to have success, that's great. That makes it so easy. Rather than, um, well, let's let's talk for a moment about what a lot of us do wrong when the money comes in every month. Even those of us that have a job and have a regular paycheck. And for those of you who live your life like me, you never really know how much money is coming in every month because you're an entrepreneur. It's up and down and it depends on a lot of different factors. Um, So I want to just take a moment and share my own um, mistakes that I've made that I'm really working on Mm -hmm. getting in better habits and so forth. And that is. When the money has come in in the past and it comes in as an entrepreneur in spurts and drips and drabs. The first thing I do is pay everybody else.
1: Yeah.
0: That's
1: typical, and so I'm,
0: now that seems like that's what you're supposed to do, right? That seems like, well, of course you pay everybody else. You got to you got to pay your bills. You got to pay your mortgage or your rent or you're going to lose your home. You got to pay your car payment or you're going to lose your car. You have to buy food because you have to eat and you have credit card debt and whatever, you know, school loans. A lot of the artists that I know have these massive school loans. Like they're paying $1,500 a month in a school loan. And, um, you know, and, and then all these other things, maybe medical bills and so forth. So... I know we're not going to go deep into this right now because, I mean, we're already almost 10 minutes into this podcast episode. But this idea of paying everything else first and then paying yourself last is what keeps people stuck in a poor state of finances, So having this formula and really following it, I think, um, and trusting it is one of the big steps towards financial freedom, which we talked about the other day. Um, I also want to mention, I really like what you said right when you started. You said, get into a habit and routine, the habit and routine of having a budget and allocating your money. Because money wants a job. Mm-hmm. I never heard anybody say that before. And so if you don't give money a job, what happens? What, and and I'm actually asking you this question, Beth. So what if I don't give my money a job, if I don't tell my money where to go, what's going to happen to it?
1: I then it's just, it's going to go to wherever it's going to end up going, which is generally a very unconscious choice. Yes. Unconscious. Oh my God.
0: So I mean, the
1: conversation here is financial consciousness, right?
0: Unconscious. This, I'm excited about this because I've been listening to Bob Proctor's um, uh, masterclass last few days. And he was talking about how, if you don't choose, what you want for yourself every day. And we can insert where you want your money to go every day, what you want your money to do. Everyone else and everything else is going to choose
1: for you. Right. Exactly. And so when we're not paying, putting ourselves first, what are we telling the universe? What are we putting, the energy that we're putting out there? Because if we're not putting ourselves first in our money allocations, that most likely is translating a lot in other areas of your life. Think of healthy yeah. boundaries and relationships and all kinds of things, right? And this is why I say it's a non-linear conversation here. When we really heal our money, watch out everything else that's gonna pop open.
0: This is, this is incredible. I love this topic and I hope the listeners are really getting some of this. And I also wanna mention that Beth and I, created a workshop together it's called make money your partner and it's named after beth's wonderful series of books i'm just holding one up here for those of you who can see the video make money your partner it's a series of books that beth dana has on amazon and um so our workshop is based on that and it's based on all these principles there's a link about the workshop in the description of this video click the link and learn more about it i want to take a moment to Say hello to a few of the our live listeners. And there's a couple questions in here. So first of all, I want to say hi to Lisa, Lisa Perfetti, who has been hi. here every single day. Yes, she she sure and then hi to Johnny Spa, who has signed up for our workshop. Johnny, we are going to see yeah. you in the workshop. And Johnny is going to have some massive transformation along with myself, because I know I will too. And let's say hi to Edie. And Holly Shively, Holly, good to see you. Holly comes to a lot of my live workshops. And um, let's see, Christine O'Donnell. Hello, Christine, my good friend who I uh, had a little beach time with her this morning and Christine asked a question, this is a great one. How often should you review your budget? Should you review it daily or monthly? or what?
1: Well, I'll speak for myself, I look at it at least once a week. You know, obviously, there's probably something that I'm paying each week. So I'm relooking at that and just making sure that I'm staying within. it. But I actually, uh, something that I just do for myself is I connect with money on a weekly basis, like on a Sunday, when I'm planning out my week, I review and reconcile my my account and and go over my budget and um, so the financial goal tracker planner journal actually has a a budget sheet on there so it's something that you will uh complete every month and just looking at that so getting connected with money and where it's going uh, because there's a lot of things that you'll have on your budget but you might go off your budget. And so you want to you wanna log that in. So you want to track it. So I would say at least get in the habit of doing it once a week. Uh, and then if you're feeling like daily is feels right for you, then do it, look at it daily. Whatever is going to really support you in moving forward in creating these better habits, then I would recommend doing that.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to share a little bit about um, what I've been doing that's really helped me. First of all, I have a spreadsheet that tracks all the income that comes in and I do this for my business. And I look at that, that well first of all, even if somebody co- walks in the gallery and buys a $20 book off the shelf and they pay cash, I enter that on my daily tracker or it's a, it's actually a monthly tracker that breaks it down by the day, because I want to see when money's flowing in. And I also have a monthly sales goal. And so this spreadsheet totals it up for me. So every single day I can just plug in there and see how close am I to that monthly goal. And I have, I started using this tracker, I want to say, yes, three years ago. And Just tracking the money that's coming in has made such a huge difference and improvement in how I reach my money goals, because um, it helps me to know, do I, you know, it kind of lights a fire under me to do more marketing or to follow up with like art sales Mm -hmm. um, so that I can reach that goal. So that's number one. Number two, when I get a big chunk of money that comes in. um, So let's say I let's say I sell a painting for five thousand dollars. Right. That money goes into the bank and then I immediately then go in and send um, at a minimum of 10% to savings to one of my savings accounts. Like I'll do it on the spot rather than wait to do it once a month. That way. Um, I don't know that way. It's, that just works for me. That process just works for me for whatever reason. Um, it fits with my ADD personality. <laughs> I don't follow really strict rules. I just kind of do things as they happen. Um, and I, When I started doing that, I want to say a year and a half ago, that's when I started seeing my savings grow. And I have several savings accounts. You know, I have my emergency fund, I have my say my tax savings because uh I usually end up owing money in taxes every year. So I put that away. And then I have my long-term and my short-term. So um That works for me.
1: You know, I want to say something, too, because we're speaking to a lot of creatives here. And I like to say I'm creative. And as much as I love structure, I find like this beautiful balance between flow and creativity and structure. Like, And so I want to really, because this is our audience, I want to speak on that because, you know, when we think about money and finances, it's like, oh, my. And you froze right on that. No ah, okay so i'm gonna go out rewind <laughs> it was like oh my god and that's where you froze so yes yeah, so i want to say like you know as artists you know we want creative and flow and we really do want structure right and so how do we have get to have fun with money how do we get to have fun with finances and so play with it like like maria just gave a great example of what works for her find a way that works for for you the 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 most valuable thing you can do is just create habits for yourself and start creating some type of structure that's going to work for you to move forward. So have fun with it, flow with it, if it's a day, a week, a month, you know, but put these in into action and, and really have fun with it. Um, but really bringing in the masculine and feminine energies, right, because the masculine energy, doesn't matter what gender you are, it's about structure, it's about, um, uh, the the structure of it and then the feminine is the is the flow so we really want to have both um, and have fun with that
0: yeah and you know all these things that we touched on we go way deeper into it in the make money your partner workshop where there are uh worksheets for you to do and we go deep into the structure um what i love about your approach beth and this is why i wanted to do this whole collaboration thing with you is because your approach works so well for creative people, even though I'm not a painter and I sell art, I'm a writer and I am highly creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And my personality is that strict structures don't work for me, so like, If you only talk to me about all the insurances I got to get and this spreadsheet budget, all of a sudden, I'm just like, uh, you know, that doesn't work. (laughs) That doesn't work. But a little bit of structure with a holistic approach, which is what I love about your, your coaching and teaching, um, where I can still be this ADD butterfly and Get a little bit of structure where I am good at saving money, and I get the concept. Of, it took me years to get this concept of paying myself first. It took me years, and I hope that this workshop that we bring to my creative audience um, will save them years of losing money, and they'll get it faster. Because I, you know, I hate to admit this about myself, I'm kind of a slow learner. Um, I, I don't know why that is, but whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm a slow learner, but once I get something, then I teach it to everybody because that's the personality. And I want everybody to, you know, benefit from the same things I've benefited from. And and I do believe that you can have transformation in many areas of your life quickly. It doesn't have to take years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I... And I'm starting to do that with my coaching with artists like this morning, right before we did this, I had a coaching call with one of my artist clients. He's in uh, Switzerland and um, he signed up for a 20 minute coaching call. And in 20 minutes, because we had such limited time, we transformed like three major areas of his art business. And after I got off that coaching call, I thought, oh my gosh, when you set the intention to solve problems, transform something, and you do it in a short period of time, like our workshop is two and a half to three hours. When you set that intention,
1: you do it, you pull it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Intention, like a, is, intention is powerful. It is.
0: And and what's that there's this saying that people say like working eight hours a day is just like old school. The new way is just saying, okay, I've got four hours to get this what used to take 20 hours to do this project, and you get it done. Like when you decide you're gonna get something done in a certain period of time, you get it done. Anyway, I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent. Well,
1: no, it's really good. And actually, I I took a note because this is something that I wanted to mention. Um, It's taking aligned action, right? It's taking aligned action to what it is that we want to create. And by that, it's just like quantum leaps that we're taking in time to then achieve what it is that we want to achieve. And then so speaking on alignment, you know, how do we handle money when it comes in creating a budget and then? looking at the, this, the money that you're spending, is it aligned with your higher self? Is it aligned with your future self and your mm-hmm. goals and dreams? Because a lot of times it it's not. Sometimes our spending is on things that are not aligned with, with our higher self. And we're making poor choices, unfortunately. And, and those are things that we get to look at. So even making sure that our spending is aligned with what it is that we actually wanna create because as we're dropping into our future self and in the behaviors of that person, quantum shifts occur. Yeah, quantum shifts.
0: And I think that just um, just taking the first step forward starts, a, starts the momentum. So let's close with this question I have for you. Okay. So for someone to get into the habit and routine of budgeting and let's say they were only going to do one thing today just one simple action what would you have them do oh, repeat that question again okay under, so under budget. for somebody who's never budgeted never okay. tithed, never paid themselves first never they they never thought about their money they just spent it willy-nilly and always you know, unconsciously, which is most of us, by the way, most of us, um, what is one really simple thing that they could put into action right now, right after we end this podcast, that will give them a step forward into conscious money habits. So just one thing, if they weren't going to do all of it, just one. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, so I would, I would say, put some money into savings. So,
0: you know, So what if they don't have a savings account and a lot of people don't?
1: Yeah. So, so open one, you know, I'll put a savings account today. You can, you can put, you can create a a savings account for a minimum of $25
0: open it. it. And let's say I don't make any money. I only, you know, I have a minimum wage job and I'm trying to get my business started and, you know, it's, I make 2000 a month and it seems like every penny spent before the month's out. What, how do I do that?
1: Okay. So what do you get to do to generate the income to put money into your savings account? What, what piece of art do you get to do? Like, what do you get to create as far as producing income? Cause where's okay. it going to come from, right? If you don't have it right now, then be in the the motion and the action of creating it. Well,
0: I'd like to say something a little different than that. And that is, I think anybody can come up with 25 bucks to open a savings account. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend getting a savings account that's not attached to your regular account so that you don't touch it. Would you recommend that? Like what I mean is, okay. so for me, we're
1: talking about like different forms of savings accounts. Yes, I would say get get one that's off. But if you're looking for ways to generate the money to put into this account, find it like it's there. It's there for you. And just find creative ways to, to, to get it. And when you do get it, yeah, if it works for you to have an external account aside from your bank account, like Maria spoke about, that just simply gets transferred. Yeah. Um, then then do that for sure.
0: Yeah, like I, I opened a Capital One savings account uh, years ago and that's where I send, you know, when I'm sending money to my, now I have multiple savings accounts broken down, you know, into different categories. But um, I really like it being not really easily accessible because then... You know, so I you, I transfer what I want to save into it. So I don't touch it, I forget about it because I don't see it. So it's a way of kind of tricking yourself into saving money and leaving it there. That That's really what I was getting at. Um, yeah. But um, okay, so this was awesome. And I just want to encourage all of you listeners, if you want to be guided in a very detailed way to creating your budget, your conscious money spending, paying yourself first, and all these concepts, click the link to the Make Money Your Partner workshop taught by Beth and facilitated by myself. I really think it will transform the way you not only handle money, but attract money into your life. So um, Beth, thank you for being here with us today. This was really a good one. This was really fun. And tomorrow is day five of our five days of talking about money. And tomorrow we are going to talk about some easy tools to manage your money. So Beth is going to give you a few tips and pointers on tools that you can use to make it easy managing money. And um, we'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks,
1: Beth. Appreciate sure. it everyone's showing up live. Thank you.
0: Okay. Bye-bye everybody.